0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Bloomington Spirits. I'm your host, Josh, your very sickly host, Josh. You know this week's been a this week's been a, uh, a tough week. You know, um, I I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment. Uh, this rainy, gloomy weather has kind of been screwing a lot of people over this week. Uh, as much as I love the rain, I'm not a fan of it today. Uh, I'm just trying to get through this weekend for American Idiot. You know. Uh, a lot of, you could, if you could see me now, I'm I'm hunched over this couch with my eyes pretty much shut, uh, you know, hopped up on Dayquil and ibuprofen and a lot of throat coat. So much throat coat, I don't want to taste a licorice again. Um, but, guys, somebody who's getting through this week a lot better than I am is also an American idiot, Finley Balfour is our guest today, our first exchange student. Well, we've had our first international student with Casey Kwan. This is our first visiting student from the land of Scotland, Um, the first Scotsman I ever met, and I hope not the last because they seem to be pretty awesome. Uh, It's been a pleasure getting to know Finley over these past few months with American Idiot. Uh, He is a wonderful, talented guy, and um, I'm really excited for people to see him shine and American idiot we got a lot of really cool things to say you know some people might say that it's ironic that a uh, Scotsman is playing the lead in a show that's so steeped in Americana but honestly we get into this a little bit in the pod but the themes in American idiot are so universal I think Um, and people really I think are grasping onto it and there's a lot to say in this show and so I'm very excited for you guys to sit back and grab your favorite drink and really enjoy this conversation with the lovely Scotsman. I almost said William Wallace. I kid you not. I, I kid you not, I almost said William Wallace. And what if I did? I mean I pretty much am now, but no. Of course. Finley Balfour, who is as cool as William Wallace, if not cooler. You know, I could see I could see it. I could see him with his like, you know, if you knew Finley, you could you could I could see him with his face painted blue and just like, you know, and in, in in the uh in the kilts, right? Is that what they're called? right he's probably gonna kill me for this opening but um you know i feel like that'd be an unfair fight since i'm uh you know on my deathbed but uh anyways uh sit back and enjoy guys
1: so my cholesterol levels are gonna be you had
0: five eggs this morning five eggs i wasn't like wow. yeah, scrambled eggs okay I a gotcha, bit gotcha. salt. see like whenever i'm making eggs i can only do like two or three yeah you know? well i mean but i also like i because i do this thing called egg toast where I you made, you made me like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you know sure where you it. like cut out the circle and then you break the break the egg in the middle it's, it's the best throw some sriracha on there you're you're good sriracha there you go is that like
1: hot sauce yeah I don't yeah. Ever try you've never tried sriracha no. I'm not a big spicy
0: person wow well I guess right after this then we'll have to, <laughs> just we'll to, have yeah. to just just <laughs> drink a bottle of sriracha <laughs> well shoot that. well we are recording um, we are recording yes we are uh, I mean, why, so why don't we just do it
1: now so I'll be like speaking really seriously. we'll do it
0: live so Finley. Finley Balfour, is that is that how you pronounce it? Pronounce uh, it right. Usually people because I've put, always I've always
1: been on the four, but it's, I just say Balfour. Like Balfour, F-U-R. gotcha,
0: gotcha. Well, well the man yeah. from Glasgow himself. Mm-hmm. Wow! Thank you for coming on the pod,
1: my dude. Absolutely, no, it's my yeah. pre- my yeah. pleasure. What are we drinking today? We are drinking uh, a very fancy, bougie type of ginger beer. Yeah, it's Bundaberg. Bundaberg. It was just Australian, I believe. Yeah, it says Australian beer.
0: family. This is it. we were walking through Target trying to find some nice stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this looks pretty fancy. I've never tried mm-hmm. this. Part. Let's let's, let's just, give it a little sip. Let's give like. the clink of the ice. Ooh. Mm. That's nice. It's turned into
1: an ASMR, really.
0: Quickly. I know, right? <laughs> but the thing, the thing I like about that is like, it's because a lot of ginger beer can be like a little too
1: punchy. Spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way That's I it's pretty balanced. I I would describe ginger ale as like, or ginger beer as like, kind of just spicy Coke. Yeah, and I it shouldn't be too spicy. It should be more like Coke than than like sriracha. Oh. <laughs> you know, it, needs to, it, needs, it needs to be yeah. edgy enough, but yeah. like not too edgy. Yeah. But so, and ginger's good for your voice as well. Really yeah i'm pretty sure that's true. That's I just that, sounds right. that sounds ass, right that sounds right i always now? see i
0: always wake up and i do like a little dose of honey right down, just right down the throat <laughs> <You> <laughs> just, know, like yeah.
1: <laughs> just like a whole entire bottle. some to people bed. call me winnie the pooh so yeah. Yeah. some yeah. people yeah. Wake, up, wake up to vodka other people wake up to, <laughs> to, to the honey <laughs> <laughs> what the kind of, yeah, yeah
0: the, what if um well my friend mm-hmm. uh so you are from the lovely land of scotland um, indeed. Uh, from the home of William Wallace yes uh- <laughs> and many others <laughs> yes yes him, so for the for the listeners who who don't know you very well mm-hmm. um wh-
1: what are you doing over here on stateside man well uh as part of my university course uh I need to do a, a semester exchange at least um some people do a year but I chose to do a semester and uh I selected the U.S. as my first choice because I've always wanted to come here mm-hmm. um you know Land of opportunity, and so um, I applied here, and then they sent me over to Indiana University, which okay. is why I okay. find myself here yeah. in the company of such lovely people as I am.
0: Yeah, and now you're spending the majority of your time doing a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's funny. I mean, I, so you mean you do a lot of theater back home, right? Yes.
1: I, well, I, I not recently. I try to do as much as I can. But yeah. It's hard to balance and hard to find the right cast. And, right. Right. Because you know, sometimes there's nothing more annoying than or unbearable and if you're the group of people that just are well are unbearable yeah um, so i've been lucky <laughs> uh, in yeah. this case to find uh, such a wonderful group of people who are doing so welcoming
0: yeah i mean you're so for those who do not know uh finley is playing johnny the lead in american idiot uh a little ironic uh, yeah but <laughs> but yes. i'm there for i'm there for that's, it that's been pointed out um, <laughs> oh i'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh how'd you even hear about the uh, about the auditions
1: um I, I was i was skimming the a to z of um sorry a to z of um (laughs) this is gonna happen a lot that's right of the 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 clubs and societies page of the the, uh, university and i um just come across university players as like a theater organization yeah i looked at their facebook page and i said i saw that they were um, hosting auditions for american idiot and Mm -hmm. i love the music of uh, green day and and especially american idiot the album um and so i just thought well, i'll give it a go i'd love to just do something on the side you know along with all the other things I plan to do, like badminton and, and you know, yeah. frisbee and, and, and oh, 18 yeah. credits. And then that didn't work out, so I ended up auditioning <laughs> and getting a role and then dropping to 12 credits and yeah. not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, we are very happy to have you. Yeah, um, I so. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, but the thing about American, like you said, uh, I feel like the album itself, it's very, it, it, it goes beyond just like American, like American feelings. I feel like it's very universal and it's yeah. in a lot of its language. Mm-hmm. I mean when did you first really kind of come in contact with the music
1: well it was a, a while ago i back when i still had my little ipod you know, like the, shuffle the old the, old, or the nano yeah well, <laughs> it, yeah the ipod nano was four or something i can't remember but um yeah so i had that and i i was looking at itunes and i saw this new album had come out in like 2012 i think was mm-hmm. the musical album and i downloaded it and um Oh, I bought it. Remember when you used to buy music? Oh, yeah. Remember those days? Before the streaming Before days. Before Spotify. The kids these days <laughs> don't know how, how easy they have it, honestly. Yeah. Um, so when I, I saw the album, I bought it and I listened to it and it just, I think really great music you just connect with and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I think from the first time I listened to it, I just thought this is amazing. Yeah. And I've never really been into punk music. I'd say I the like same music, yeah. I, I think it, there's something Really deep about that album That, that connects with people I'd, people agree. I'd agree
0: I'm really glad that University Players is doing it um, yes, we. I think it's one of those shows that I mean I definitely wanted to do In college going going into school I was like if I have my laundry list of shows mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to have been Able to check off a lot Like Spring Awakening I got to do my sophomore That's year awesome. And then American Idiot this year um, And I don't know The thing that I love about this department Is that while um we do have a pretty great educational environment with classes and everything it's very encouraged to like make your own work and and do your own stuff because yeah. i mean like even this weekend we have like three independent shows mm-hmm. and plus american idiot going on and big fish so i mean like there's a lot of opportunity of like people just like making making their own things that they want to mm-hmm. do which i i'm really happy that we get to be a part of and that you get to experience too yes yeah um did you get to see Big Fish last night? I didn't get to see Big oh, Fish. Oh dude, you no, missed out. It was I
1: I I I've heard the love. It was
0: really really good. Really good movies, yeah, I, I uh I, I'd been on last week and um man, seeing seeing his passion in the in the chair when we were talking about it and then getting to see him like, you know, bring it to fruition was yeah. mind-boggling. I loved it. Um I saw the
1: set of it and it looked stunning. Yeah, it, like the, it's the, the that I'll tell you
0: right? though, it it was emotional. Hard to put hard to put together that set because I, I work in the shop. So early. yeah, yeah. But um so this is kind of sidetracking. Oh, but funny, you mentioned man. Frisbee. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just need to know, is this a big uh, thing in, in the Scotland?
1: Well, if you want to know some history about it, it was invented in Virginia, I do. Uh, New York, uh, the state, upstate New York, um, mm-hmm. by uh, two, two guys who went to university. And it was in 1967. It was actually a very old sport. Um, and it's, it's traversed the world now. And it's actually big in a lot of places. And it's not really big in the UK, but it is a, a, a buck sport, which is like British universities and uh-huh. colleges or something. It's like a league. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a, like a registered sport, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's like leagues and competitions that go around with prize money. Um. So it is. A, it is a pretty big thing. I thought it'd be a lot bigger thing over here, but it still seems to be yeah. quite niche. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I
0: think so. I think. I mean, I feel like you definitely know your your stoner people who like to go, <laughs> and go and you know toss. Yeah, the... there's, there's maybe
1: a stereotype that needs to be <laughs> overcome in this frisbee community. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't like to be biased against. You know. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure you get a lot of people asking you like, uh, what are what are like the big differences like between mm-hmm. Europe and the, like the UK and America and like mm-hmm. we could talk about that but I'd rather like get a little bit more specific of mm-hmm. like what's your university experience like in the UK versus experiences that you've had here at IU so far okay
1: um I guess the, the i I'd split up into two parts I would talk about academically and then socially mm-hmm. um if I may um and I think that does actually highlight the differences between the US and to highlight the differences between the US and the UK in that as well so I mean academically my my experience I have really enjoyed it so far I love learning and the more the more days I spend in university the more I, I realize how much I love um, what I'm doing and, and, right. and learning new things um, but I think there's definitely different priorities in the UK, as there is in the US, uh, it's very, very theory based. In the U- in the UK, we like reading books and talking about mm-hmm. abstract concepts. Over here, it's very applied. You guys like discussions, right? And and it's very, very active, which I like. I've liked that as a break. I'm not sure if I'd like it the whole thing. I yeah. like because uh, I like theoretical concepts. Um, but yeah, so academically, it's very, very conversational, discussion based, casual over here. Um, it's it's even more different in other places in, in Europe where you wouldn't ever refer to a lecturer as their first name um oh, right. everyone's very well dressed over here it yeah. was very strange even for me where like we kind of don't dress smart we dress fairly casually in the uk but casually for us is like you know like this it's like chinos right your, your kellogg's t-shirt Yeah, my, my <laughs> nice kellogg's <laughs> branded t-shirt from h&m um but in over here it's like i was coming across it's like 90 degrees fair enough but people are wearing like basketball short shorts and like tank tops and backwards the, hats. the girls are wearing nothing <laughs> um so well i mean the guys girls are wearing nothing either um yeah the backwards hat yeah it was, it's very strange but um yeah so it, it, the, the whole casual and formal difference was a little bit jarring at the mm-hmm. start but i've gotten used to it now um but yeah so in terms of socially i l- definitely like this country a lot more everyone's a lot more friendly um, really well yes I, which is which is something that Almost every American so far that has asked me this question, and when I've replied in this way, mm-hmm. they have seemed surprised. Like they kind of have this weird self consciousness that they kind of think that everyone's yeah. mean over here.
0: Well, I think that there's Americans. I mean, I think we beat up on ourselves a lot. Yeah. And I think some of it, very rightfully so, mm-hmm. very warranted. But
1: um, I mean, we do we do that to you as well? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I'll put you in your place. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> I, I think
0: that it's like. There's a lot. I was just listening to the Avett Brothers' new album. I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I I think you would really love. You mean knowing your your musical taste, you would you would be a big fan. Um, but they're very they're very like Americana uh, folksy. Okay. And they have this song on their new album called "We Americans," and it's kind of talking about like how do you feel patriotic when like you know of all like your country's past and like the the injustices that have gone on, and Mm -hmm. it's like uh, like yes, that's a very heady you know. kind of question to ask Mm -hmm. um but i feel like that's something that especially people in college um er, like college times that i've experienced of like one being here or then also just knowing friends at different schools a lot of people have that thought of like man we really suck and and i have to tell everybody that we really suck
1: it's it's very strange for me to come over and and see this and a, a lot of europeans that i've spoken to there's a lot of international students feel the same way i think that there's yeah, there's, a, there's a question that there's a, an idea that weighs really heavily on especially young people in this country's minds that mm-hmm. we are doing so many bad things and we're such an embarrassment to the world but I think you're maybe I, I guess ironically having a more of a an inflated view of yourself than you need to be really I guess it, it's like it's less bad than it, than it actually is if that makes yeah,
0: sense yeah I mean oh totally I mean I like we were talking about in the yeah. car uh, I, I mentioned that I think a lot of Uh, social media while it can be a great thing i feel it can also be an echo chamber sometimes like like i said like this is directly from what i said in the car i think that there's the 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 bad thing about social media is that it becomes so personal with like these big things you know like all of your hashtags and whatever they can they make it feel like you are responsible for all of these big problems in the world and i think that that anxiety that comes from that
1: it gives you such an existential there's such an existential crisis that comes from that. you think that you somehow have this massive part to play in the world mm-hmm. and, and it also gives you an inflated view of yourself that you think that you can make this big difference but right. actually what you should be doing is looking inside yourself and your own relationships and seeing if you can make a difference exactly that way so what do you how do
0: you think that that kind of relates to american idiot you know
1: well I, i've um this is the great thing about this. Whenever I ask this question, like I, I answer it differently and better every time, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Get, getting, I'm getting hey, better. Good, good. Um, <laughs> I, I think American Idiot is all about perception mm, of yeah. oneself and, and how we, we come to terms with our ourself in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that the central theme for Johnny, my character, I think is, is how do you find yourself in a world that, that doesn't know what it is and doesn't know what you should be I I, um, don't know if I'm putting that right but
0: I I, I understand what you mean like Like in the sense of of in the sense of just like you know having questions that you don't know how that can be answered
1: yeah yeah because I've I've kind of struggled with this idea like who am I Mm -hmm. and I kind of I I came to the conclusion that you don't really need to know who you are you Mm -hmm. just need to know what you have to do right so, ooh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I, I wrote that one down. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, in, the, it's, it's, in, it's in the back of my head. Quote, you heard it here, folks. You
0: heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I, I think it's just central that you need to know what you want to do next, what your ta- what your goals are, mm. what you want need to do to achieve them. And so, I think I think Johnny finally realizes that. Yeah. Maybe later in the end, after like wake me up. Um, when September ends, uh,
0: <laughs> for those of you who, who, did, who couldn't pick up,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no green day's music or the most, the rock? most iconic song yeah. of the early two thousands. Yeah, so when he's lost all of these things, and I, I think it's because like, it's like the kind of tragic hero thing. He starts off as this. We're segueing back into the kind of journey of my character again, but like that's um, fine. No, please. Uh, he starts off as this kind of really needy little little shit of a character. Yeah, well, he my favorite
0: like, line in, in the whole show is when he's like i uh i held up a liquor store and yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> no I, I stole the no actually i stole the money from my mom's dresser she gave it to me the fucking bitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know yeah actually she lent me the money what a fucking bitch i think it actually is, it's also one of the kind of the really it's, it's kind of subtle the way that it, it reveals so much about the character and about the show a- oh absolutely because it's like i resent my mother and my own upbringing because of how good i've had it mm. you know and i think that's it's it's we live in a our generation is, is someone as a one that we don't really know any, any trouble, that really mm-hmm. we've never we've never been to war we haven't been drafted right there's no economic crisis really that that big yeah but, I mean
0: well for for yeah I mean I I I I'd agree with that to an extent because I mean like people in my my age I I'd say I'm one of the only people in my grade or great class whatever mm-hmm. that remembers 911 pretty starkly. Okay, really. And I think that's only because I I remember um being in preschool and then the teachers like getting pulled out cuz we it, like my mom was there for I can't remember what it was for but a lot of the parents were there da- there and like so one of the teachers came and like took all the parents out and then told all the parents and then they came back and brought us all home and stuff. And I so like I remember that being like why are all Why is it just us now? It was like, so we, I mean, we were hanging out with all the parents. Might have been like a, like a, like a, um, what's it called when your parents come and like talk about their jobs?
1: Oh, like a parent's, like bring your, yeah. 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 You you
0: know what you're talking about. And so I remember, I only remember it because of that moment and then like my mom watching it it on the kitchen TV. Mm. And yeah, like, we experienced that to an extent, but I mean, we never were—we weren't, you know, going out to Iraq, and we're we're still, you know, kids during the during yeah. like the heat of that war, and then we're still kids during the financial crisis. So I mean, like, like I totally agree with what you're saying. Of like, we don't really we we weren't there to be able to live and yeah. truly understand all of the things that were like that have been going like on. like a
1: different, uh, there's a, a lot of different factors, and, and we can't really get into all of it because I don't understand most of it, and, and we don't have enough time. <laughs> right. But like I, I think. It's also like a parent. Uh, there's a there was a change in parenting style. I think at the turn of the century, uh-huh. where people were told that you just need to kind of believe in yourself, and and uh, kids were given more and were slightly less disciplined and um, maybe less respectful and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that with my peer group at home and the way they talk to their parents. But um, and and then I also think um it's it's the ach- I mean yeah, the, the main crisis we have to deal with now is the, an ideological one mm-hmm. rather than a physical one, right? I guess.
0: I mean, you guys are going through through oh, well, with, Brexit right, with that Brexit right now, so yeah, I mean, that's. Oh, well, we don't have to talk about. We that. Don't, like, we, we, yeah, no, for sure, we don't have to. Do, we don't have to delve don't, into don't that. Don't but, trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that must be, you know, it, it, I think that, like I said before, the themes that are in this show mm-hmm. really, you know, permeate. Uh, you know, the feel like it, it permeates like you know different. Countries like it, go, it goes to a universal feeling, mm-hmm. and Definitely. I think that with the three main characters of Will, Tony, and Johnny, mm-hmm. I think that like my character, Will, I think he represents the a lot of the um, like depression, anxiety, fear yes. of missing out aspects yeah. of culture. Tony represents the you know, call to arms aspect of like the youth, and then Johnny acts like acts as the you know, like like partly substance abuse but then also i w- i would say a little bit more of just the questioning nature of youth
1: yes the kind of that's what I, the, kind of the point i was trying to make it was like the displaced generation that doesn't know what it is mm. um and i think that i was saying that i think is more relevant now even though what it was at the start but yeah i think right. i think you're absolutely right i, I was actually meant like trying to i was trying to mention to nina the director about how i think that i had this idea I was like well will is is basically just the the whole FOMO thing that the fear of missing out that our generation mm-hmm. is so prone to right you're sitting at home with like you're so lonely and you have no friends basically yeah like, and the only thing you have is your little black box in your hand that you can maybe speak to mm-hmm. pretend
0: yeah people. I mean there's there's moments like in the uh, not to like spoil my character work or anything <laughs> like that arc. but there's there's a there's a point in the show where I see or I'm like supposed to be seeing Heather you know my girlfriend who I get pregnant at the beginning of the show. Um, I have Look, to you see her. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, You know, see I see her and uh, like doing stuff outside of our relationship. And I and I'm like putting that through the vein of being like, OK, imagine as if you're seeing her posting something really fun on her Instagram feed or something like that. And you're like man i wish i was there yeah. like that kind of an idea of trying to put that into the work i think yeah
1: yeah no that's, that's definitely i think it's a very well-written show it's very mm-hmm. strange and and jarring and, and, and sporadic yeah. but it's, it's well written. i mean i didn't
0: realize how much of the album itself really care like really is this story oh, yeah, just yeah it's the, a very good concept album. yeah yeah
1: it's, it's one of the, the few excellent ones i think it's 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 up there with with pink floyd's and mm-hmm. um, the wall Maybe would you say that's your favorite the wall yeah yes absolutely that, I'd make, say that makes
0: sense that tracks
1: yes mm-hmm. uh yeah the wall and um uh, quadrophenia actually by the who mm. we can talk about that later. yeah yeah them. we we know you love the who I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a big i'm a big who fan where did that come from the who you um, your love for them my favorite song has always been as long as i can remember babble really mm. yeah i don't know why i think great songs just are yeah you know i yeah. think it's the same as i've seen great albums you know and i've, I've always liked that song more than anything else, and wh- whenever I'm, whenever I'm in a dark place or if I'm feeling bad or I just want to feel happy, want to get pumped up, I, whatever I, I just listen to that song. Mm. I think it's just a perfect, perfect track. But also, yeah. like the more I can listen to, the more I realize that they embodied everything I was kind of feeling. Really. Mm, yeah, because they're not. I just think they're like a perfect band because they're not, they're not punk, they're not traditional rock, they're, they're not really blues. They're, they're just. They're. I think it's like they're the who. really. Yeah, they are the, the Who. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are the kind of the the, the perfect storm of rage and love, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. like kind of rage, anger, and and dismay, and and love, and 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 all those feelings. But like, ultimately, above all, they are just—it's just power. Mm-hmm. I think is in that, and there's so much power in their songs, and because I, I think it's just like those four musicians hated each other. Yeah, like really. But pretty much There was Keith Well because The drummer was Keith Moon Right so He was a complete nut job Used a lot of um, Not so recreational drugs <laughs> um, And Blake blew up toilets And uh, in hotel rooms He was absolutely crazy I was saying this earlier but, um, what Was his name Monster? In in, the, uh, the drummer in, in The Muppet Oh yeah Muppet. Animal yeah. Animal sorry yeah. Yeah, 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 Animal's based off of him He's crazy Then you had um, John Entwistle The bassist They were fairly good friends He was like, like He was one of the, basis the best basses of all time yeah. is technique, it was revolutionary um, and then you had Pete Townsend who was the principal lyricist kind of the band leader to a degree um, and then um, he's a, uh, my favourite guitarist probably, is mm-hmm. amazing and uh, Roger Daltrey, the singer and, and those two had a lot of arguments and yeah. they were so different as people, as musicians but I think together they just they created something that was, was so perfect and I think it makes it so much so more interesting to listen to, so much more interesting to listen to, than bands like the Beatles because they were kind of mm. good friends to a degree. Right,
0: right. I mean, I I, I totally echo that with because I mean my favorite band Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Like that, their whole I mean, you, everybody, every, so much drama. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little, so much drama. <laughs> I feel I feel like maybe it is that just you know good music can come from conflict. Uh, I, I, not, I
1: think music is a, a lot about conflict. Yeah,
0: I yeah yeah yeah, and that's very, that's really interesting i never really thought about that until you said that yeah. but um so when it comes to your, like your process for for shows you've been you've doing a, you've been done a lot of shows yes. um what what would you say is uh like something that you, do you have anything that's like a one thing you always do before um a project or to try and find the character
1: maybe i probably should i'm i was asked this question the other day actually by garrett who's doing the mm. thing um mm-hmm. he uh yeah you asked me this question i was like i don't really know to be honest i kind of i don't get nervous on stage before sometimes i get nervous mm-hmm. so i just main thing for me is just breathing i just yeah. make sure because if if the i mean you will know as a singer right if there's any little bit of tension in your body it will just go to your voice I, yeah exactly so i just make sure I, I breathe i depending on the character like for this i'll probably just like just get super angry yeah at the start you know um existentially.
0: You mentioned exactly. you mentioned uh getting costumes like a big help for you, yes, right? Yes. Yes. What do you have a do you have a certain costume from your past that you loved the most?
1: Oh, no, I have to think. I I did like um I was uh, Uncle Fester in the Addams family. Oh, yes. I like that. Oh, I, what a fun my show. Be, my best example of, I, I was all of um I was I wasn't Oliver. I was Fagin in Oliver. Aha. Uh-huh. I, I, I think show. that's one Sorry, of, but
0: yes, that's fun.
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's one of the best performances I've given in terms right. of the character just uh-huh. because I got so into it. I had this really rugged, like h- horrible looking costume and makeup. I was just, dro- like I w- just, I'd been pulled through the mud. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I just really got into this and I became like 50 year old, 50 years old. Yeah. Somehow. I, I mean, I ho- that's how I felt. I don't know how it looked. Right, right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah. So in costume in helps a lot for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I'd
0: say, I think my favorite costume, oof, that's tough. I I did a show called City of Angels a few years ago mm-hmm. and I uh I was kind of like this private investigator not kind of I was a private investigator a PA a PA and did I had this my suit was so cool with this awesome trench coat man and I had a side holster for my gun it was I, awesome. I felt so badass also the the spring awaiting costumes were pretty fun too because I also did the because you've seen the show right uh, which one? Spring Awakening. I haven't
1: seen the show. I've, I've listened to some of the. Uh, music. Okay, gotcha. Really... Um, but <laughs> there's
0: one. The character I played in the original cast, Skylar mm-hmm. Aston, uh, played the character that they did like these like curls on his head, uh, and so I was like, I kind of want to go with that. So I grew my hair out a little bit and, oh, and did nice. and did the curls for it. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, um, I agree with that. I feel like costume can really help influence. Yes. Because I because mean, you I mean once you get into like, okay, this is what this is what the character, you know, kind of is like in their everyday life. Yes. Especially know? if it's a very emotional role.
1: Mhm. Yeah, Unless which Johnny definitely is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um now in the theater theater world in in the UK. I mean, obviously I think that's a it's a pretty big part of the culture. What what do you what do you, what do you think of like do you guys like start pretty young? Would you say it's a pretty typical thing for a lot of people to get into it or
1: I know. I is there I or is
0: like there any stick because I know obviously here there can be the stigma I mean I think it's been going away uh, as of late especially you know uh, with how a like, prominent entertainment has really become over the past few years mm. I think that there I mean it's always been prominent but you know to to the extended degree that it is mm. um, I mean I, I can remember kind of being at the at the tail end of people being like oh you're doing theater blah 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 was there that, was there that kind of like was that that kind of stigma. Uh, In the UK?
1: Not really. Um, I mean, I'm sure it exists. I I don't know if you've ever seen Billy Elliot. Like, ballet for boys definitely still has a stigma. Um, For me personally, I've been lucky enough to have been... Whenever I do theatre, the people I hang around with generally see me in that role. Mm. And I think maybe because they see me and they see I'm proficient at it. they might kind of respect it a little bit more, I guess. I've yeah. never I've never experienced bullying as a result of that. I've experienced bullying as a result of other things. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, heaven, we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> mind about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I've never experienced anything like that as a result of musicals. So I, I would say maybe there is still stigma, um, but not really for acting. I think maybe for musicals, mm-hmm. there is. And I, interesting acting is actually. I'd say more of a passion for me than, than musicals. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite role that you've gotten to dive into in a play? In a play, there was one. There's two. There was one specifically that I was on stage for about ten minutes, and I, in my opinion, that's the best I've ever been on stage hmm. because. Um, was it Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <laughs> no. Were you the always be closing guy? Always be closing. <laughs> that, no, that's my dream role. Um, Same though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I was playing a character called Adam. He was in a play called DNA and the plot of it is um these kids uh, are playing around and they're bullying this guy, a kid called Adam, and he, he he falls down a well and they all think he's dead. Oh. and they kind of corner this big lie to say that he'd killed himself And it's kinda of like Heather's in um in like in the school and then he, they find out he's actually been living in the woods um like for months. Whoa. And he come back and he just he's ju- he's he's not human anymore. Hmm. Like and and before i went on stage i would go and run outside because it was raining and windy and, and like muddy and i would just roll through mud hmm. which is very daniel day <laughs> like, i don't know i <laughs> yeah. just that's the first time i would ever done that it was very artsy and kind of weird but like i just loved it because I, I was it's because i was on stage for so long and i was right. literally freezing so i was like shivering on stage uh-huh. um and yet like it was just this like the, it was really interesting to portray this this person that had been demonized and and just destroyed internally because he had no friends he'd been rejected by his peers right and he'd been physically put down by living outside for two months right you know it's yeah it was it was very strange but then there was that and also i, I there, was a, there was a play called oliana hmm. um which is about a, a, a professor it's a two-person play i did it for like an exam it was like a 50 minute scene uh-huh. um it was it's a two-person play it's a, a college professor that gets accused of sexual assault and attempted rape by the student um and there's this really climactic scene at the end where um the student accuses him and then he just like lashes out and uh, uses the c word which is wonderful it's the last word i ever used um, in my (laughs) in my performing career in high school wow which is um fun Uh, that's that's uh, i I brag about that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that those two yeah yeah great well here let's
0: take a little break get a little refilly on this thing and we'll pick things back up in just a few minutes uh listeners you know stay tuned and hey check out some awesome things that are coming up here pretty soon All right friends here to plug a few things going on in the theater department this week of course we have American Idiot that's going on this weekend I've been talking a lot about it this episode but sadly guys it's already all sold out I think that our uh, I think our Saturday night show sold out in like three minutes it's pretty cool it's a good feeling I mean it's 60 seats so it's not that big of a feat but uh still i uh, feel pretty good about that one hopefully you got a ticket um and if not you guys are missing out uh but you can still come and try to get on the wait list uh you know get there a little bit maybe some people won't show up you know some people are squares so who knows uh but there's also a lot of other cool things going on this weekend uh ben balmer has his show tick tick boom that's going on this weekend There's a show on Thursday, 7.30 tonight, I mean, uh, Friday, 7.30, a show at 3.30 on Saturday. Also, a late show on Friday, I believe, too, at 11, and another show at 7.30 uh, 730 on Saturday. Um, It's a really awesome show. If you guys aren't familiar, it's one of Jonathan Larson, the the writer of uh, Rent, I believe his first work. Um, you guys should really check it out. Ben has been doing a great job with that from what I've been hearing. He's a very passionate and very smart director, and so I'm sure that what he put together was incredible. Um, Also, Water by the Spoonful is opening up on November 8th. That is the third show in the main stage season at IU. Casey Kwan, who we had on a few weeks ago, she is uh, in this production, as well as many other talented people. Uh, but it's show that talks about addiction and um, representation and all of these very great themes that I think are really prevalent right now in, in our uh, modern age, and you guys should really go check it out. I'm super excited. It's been awesome to get to see the set getting put together piece by piece slowly as um, these weeks have been going on in the shop, uh, and of course – we have, this is a very interesting um, thing that's going on. Michael Baylor told me about this, but some of the grad students have been exploring the idea of camp and their movement class. And so they've been putting together a little lip sync uh, performance that they're going to be showing on Friday. And that's taking place at noon in A200. So guys, if you're just looking for a good laugh, um, you want to see Michael Baylor do some lip syncing, some some Daniel Meeks, some Glennis Conkle Ruiz do some uh, awesome lip syncing, you guys better check that out. You know, I will try my best to be there if I'm feeling better and up to it because I really don't want to miss out on that. Um, but, guys, that's about it. That's going on. So uh, let's get back to this awesome conversation. But, yeah, man, this stuff's really good. This, yeah, this, this I'm, ginger I'm beer – I'm a big fan because – Okay, well, I mean, usually I'm the ol- only, only time out. that I ever drink ginger beer is, like, pretty much if it's, like, in a mule or something. But I feel like this is, like, a ginger beer that I would definitely – just sip on you know
1: what i mean yeah no I, I have tried this before i believe but um this is nicer than it was that time because this is chilled yeah and <laughs> then a nice setting you know yeah. with friends hey, i like to treat my guests great,
0: <laughs> you know? yes of course <laughs> <laughs> well um did you play any sports uh obviously frisbee but like were you a big sports Smarter guy sport though was it?
1: um no um i've uh, in, in our school we had to we were forced to we were forced to we, we had to play uh, cricket in the summer and rugby in the winter. And That was very short-lived. I only did that, that, that as long European? as I could. So I was, I was very, I was a good thrower in cricket. Uh-huh. I was never good at batting though. Okay, can you explain me the rules of cricket? Because okay, that's no one I, can. That's, that's the fair. point of cricket. <laughs> it's it's there's a, there's a really great show um called The Thick of It. I would definitely encourage all viewers to listen because I will. Is it on Netflix it or something? Console. It's it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Okay, great, All great. four series, but it's written by the um. Uh, Armando Iannucci is the same guy who wrote Veep and ah, the, the Death of Stalin
0: right right it's that really dry oh humor. I've heard I've heard The Death of Stalin is great it's very good I need to see that movie I also Jojo Rabbit's another one that's coming up that I really want to see uh, yes I, I, yeah. I didn't know the
1: name of that but I was like I need to see that film because it's got Stephen Merchant and it's mm-hmm. about Hitler and, you know, yeah, so, yeah 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 um, but anyways the, the the line in the, in the show is like I'm um, he's slagging off cricket he's like oh it's cricket that's the english equivalent of sport isn't it it's no actual physical contact just glaring <laughs> which is a good way of, of summing up summing that's up. funny but no i can't explain the rules of cricket and rugby i was i was okay at, at r- running and passing um as well as a fat kid could but um i <laughs> couldn't tackle i wasn't i just yeah. didn't like hitting people hey i um was
0: i i wasn't the most athletic as well I played soccer up until seventh grade, but I, I quit the team because uh, everybody on the team, including my coach, called me Whiffy. Because uh, <laughs> where you like whiff the ball, like, yeah, and so <laughs> it was because this one time I it was one against one of like, our, our rival schools and I had a breakaway. I was a midfielder, but I had a breakaway and I was like going, and I was the perfect, perfect, perfect opportunity to score Just to a goal. It, yeah and i just kicked, oh. whiffed it so oh. hard that i fell on my butt oh. and the defender came by grabbed the ball tossed it up to the forward and then they scored and ever since then i was just been called just never watched this soccer everybody <laughs> 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 i cry <laughs> every time i see a soccer ball i turn into a weeping mess i can't handle it but yeah my no my, that's why you should everybody started it calling me graced, Whiffy, and that. i was like all right well I guess this is it, and then yeah. I never played a sport again. Yeah, I know.
1: I, I should mention um, I don't I don't really do physical sports other than frisbee, um, <laughs> uh, but I do um, I do play Counter Strike on PC, which mm. is an e-sport and it's valid. Tell me about it. Um, it's not really a, it's, I, I wouldn't call it a sport. It's um it's it's a it's a very simple game. Um... It's about two teams uh, appropriately called the terrorists and the counter-terrorists. That's why you, you find it hard to get sponsors. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. And the terrorists try to plant a bomb in one of two bomb sites on a map, virtual map, obviously. And the counter-terrorist job is to stop them planting the bomb and if the bomb is planted they need to defuse the bomb uh, uh, before the 40-second timer goes off. Wow. Um, and there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. a lot of skill. Uh, I personally have way too many hours. On <laughs> I have 4,200 hours clocked on CSGO. Whoa. Um, but the pros have like upwards of ten thousand. Oh, oh i'm sure um but yeah I, I really love it i haven't played it since i got here obviously mm-hmm. and Bit i've a little been busy. enjoying my time away from it yeah it drains you needs, a, needs a little break it's bad.
0: uh it's funny chance the rapper was on snl last night and he has they have a very funny uh esports skit uh, where he play he he plays a uh, like a, just like you know a basketball reporter and it's a League of Legends game league, oh. and he's like <laughs> I thought I thought that this oh. was just a League of NBA players who are like really old retired NBA players like coming Michael back Jordan, yeah Colby yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that, just a bunch of
1: Asian kids <laughs> like fourteen year olds winning like three million dollars yeah
0: he, he has a line he's like so I guess this is what white kids and Asian kids have been doing while black kids created hip hop <laughs> I was like that's it's the true. best it's line true. I've ever yeah, in League of line.
1: Legends and like Dota two is just all like these in- insanely intelligent and quick ch- like Chinese kids, yeah, who just spend their lives from like six years old till thirteen and become pros. And, like, yeah. It's like that Fortnite kid that won like oh right a million dollars. A yeah. So what uh, are you? You're mostly a PC gamer, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I played the Wii. I dabbled in the Wii I when I was like in twelve. The Wii, in the Wii we World. Did, yeah.
0: Sure. As, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, what's yeah. better than Wii Sports Resort? You know what I mean? Oh yes, the plane the playing game. Oh my gosh! The yes. The, the balloon popping. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I want to play it. Now. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had my Wii with me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any? So is that like your main game that you play on there, or do you
1: uh, uh, on on Wii, on Wii or on yeah, Counter Strike on, on yeah. um, PC? Uh, I play Grand Theft Auto Five sometimes, um, and I played like Bioshock Infinite and things like that. Oh,
0: I I have Bioshock. My my buddy Joe gave it to me. Oh really? Is and was it, uh, it the first one? It's all three actually. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: the, the infinite. Have you played it? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The the I, ending screwed me. the
0: ending made me weep. It's
1: it's bad. It's oh. I was not expecting it. Oh.
0: Uh for those who are not gamers, play um, it. please go play it. Like it's cuz it's one of those it's mo- a, it's a film. It's a film that Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my favorite game of all time is still The Last of Us.
1: I Because it sounds an exclusive on like Xbox or whatever it is. PS, PS- P- yeah, PlayStation, well, I mean, PlayStation. It's exclusive for console. Dude, and it's not on PC. It's so good. The second one just got pushed back. I don't want to be back. a traitor to my race. You know,
0: that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair.
1: PC I, master race. I should. I should. <laughs> okay. <that> should, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Make it clear.
0: Um, I am a PlayStation player till my death. Um, okay, fair but
1: enough. But I do, need yeah, to Xbox. To be fair.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Something, something graphic. Xbox anyway. players. <sighs> <laughs> get out of here yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But speaking of players You also play guitar my friend I do you get also to, you play you guitar You get to pull out The six string in the show guess.
1: I do get to play it once yeah. Which honestly the, the I wish the you would play it more Yeah I mean I'd like I'd like to play it on Boulevard But honestly It'd just be more faff And it gives me more room To maneuver And also right. There's more things For me to screw up Honestly that's fair. Um cuz you do a great job I I would get nervous playing guitar. I'd say guitar. mediocre. <laughs> well, yeah, you do very well. Um, I I definitely I I'm I would say I'm fairly proficient at guitar but if I was on stage and I also had to worry about acting and singing I was mm-hmm. just you no. Know, yeah. Like, see, see also kind of dancing. Yeah, for Not me
0: really. I ever since I saw once I talked I'm sorry listeners I know I talked about this for Every episode. literally 10 minutes last last <laughs> it with yeah. Ben. But ever since I saw that show, I was like, "Man, I my, it's my dream to play, yeah. uh, an instrument on stage and like have it be a part of the show." Yeah. And I'm thankful that I'm finally getting to kind of do that. But yeah, when did you
1: start playing guitar? Um, I think, like most kids, I my 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 mom, my parents bought me a guitar because I wanted one when I was in like I don't know, 14 or 15 or something. Um, and I played it for about a year, uh, and then I stopped just because I. I, I say I didn't have any time, but you know, I just uh-huh. kinda got bored. I was lazy.
0: Right. Did you did you play anything before that?
1: No, uh I I, I did a recorder in school, but that doesn't really count, <laughs> does it? Um no, I couldn't play any other instruments. I sang obviously, but um yeah. but then I bought uh, an electric guitar. I, I picked it up again about a year before, and then I picked up a I bought a, a new Fender strat electric guitar and then I really got into it and mm-hmm. then the next year I bought a Fender Telecaster and which I absolutely oh, adore. Gorgeous. And then this year I bought a Yamaha acoustic. Yeah, Um, dude. Which I absolutely adore. And that was just before I came here, so I haven't got to play it that much, unfortunately.
0: But once you get back, Oh, that's all you're gonna well, be doing. My parents are not gonna be happy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like people always ask, like, "What oh, do your, your parents miss you and things like?" No, they're just they were, they were just happy they're, they're happy. Be yeah, like, quiet for a little bit. Yeah, like uh, they were asking, me, like, "Oh, like what do they think about you coming to America?" I was like, "They didn't care if I went to Japan or Somalia or Ecuador, <laughs> preferably like the, the south coast of Chile, yeah, like next to Antarctica." Would, as long as I'm away out the house, I'm you know whatever. That's funny. I'm just that's probably funny. listening now so. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Uh, I do. I have one brother called Cameron. Cool. Cool. Um, Is he older or younger? He's old, he's uh well he's like eighteen months, I guess. He was born in November ninety seven. Gotcha. Got August too. gotcha Whoa. Whoa. August ninety nine. Getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, we, we don't really talk a lot, but Yeah. You know he's my brother. So, yeah, yeah, love yeah.
0: him. so are, are you besides besides that, are you close to your parents? So like, do they...
1: Yeah, I mean any kid this age is in university isn't close enough to their parents. I feel like I, oh yeah, totally. Uh, call your moms, kids. Call your moms. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need to call my mom today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually <laughs> called my mom this morning. So yeah, yeah, hi mom.
0: What's the what's the time difference between? It's here? right
1: now. It's four hours because of daylight savings time in the UK just ended. So oh okay,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Back, in our, yes, S- back like an hour. Yes, something like that. Yeah, gotcha.
1: Uh, and we are gonna end next Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, Some, is something so, like that. It'll be back to five again. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's normally five, so it's not too bad. Like I can, I can for yeah, it like lunch break. At yeah, at like eight o'clock in the morning. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not close enough to my parents. Probably, I don't appreciate them enough. Mm-hmm. But they they've been great. They've raised me really well. Yeah. So,
0: like. I'm just out of curiosity. I mean, and you've only been here for a few months, but like, what are some differences in like
1: just growing up that you think you've you've noticed? SpongeBob. SpongeBob? I I didn't watch SpongeBob, and then <laughs> now I hear everyone making Spongebob reference, like, mm, Patrick's feet or something. I'm like, I don't know what that is. What is I've never seen Spongebob. Like, <gasps> You've never seen SpongeBob? I, can,
0: I can relate to that because I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob oh, as a little really? kid. Yes. Well, I think the reason why um, I, like, all, all growing up I was like, man, my parents are strict. They don't want to let me watch Spongebob. But I really think that the reason why is because when I watched it, I started making like a bunch of underwear jokes. And I think I just annoyed my dad to the (laughs) point of where he's like, I can't hear one more underwear joke. Like, please, you cannot watch SpongeBob anymore. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to watch TV on Sundays for a while, actually. Um, and I mean, like probably for the better because I watch too much TV. <laughs> uh, I was like my only friend. Well, I but.
1: mean, that's, I, I guess it's just like typecast for you, you know. as yeah. Well, just watches TV. Yeah, the, yeah, I know, right? So you you can just really dig into your. Literally
0: opens, self, opens I mean. the show with me sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah, watching TV, yeah. too on brand. Um, but, but yeah. So besides SpongeBob, besides I mean,
1: SpongeBob, I this is one point I would like to make that for if, if Americans listening take one thing from any foreigner coming to this country or this podcast or whatever. I would say that, like, I think you guys are born into a culture and are taught something that's really, really valuable, and that's mm. like the 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 spirit of the individual, ah. and how much you can you can influence things and you can achieve if you just kind of believe in yourself. And that mm. has a a dark side, like I said, that you can kind of have this inflated right. view of yourself, this kind of ego build up. But in in Mike in the UK. We don't have that. Yeah. We have this kind of overwhelming. I think there's a lot of there's like a class guilt in the UK still. Hmm. We're like how so. Classes. It's like race is a big thing here. Class is a big thing in the UK. Gotcha. Still, subconsciously. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it's less of an issue as as race is here maybe, but like it's we've it's all kind of ingrained. You're either upper class or middle class or lower class, but you still mm. kind of consider yourself as upper class or lower class. I think. Or lower right. Class, right. Um. But I, I think we kind of taught from a young age that. I kind of get this. I, I'm able to to put my thoughts in this way because of Ricky Gervais put put it this way um, that we're taught that we can't. You just got to kind of ca- kind of keep your head down, and whatever you achieve, you just get on with it. You don't brag. Mm. You you don't you know have this this um. You don't build up an ego because you'll just get crushed later on in life. Huh, and I think that that's the kind of British spirit, and I like that to a degree because it means that whatever happens, you're just you just get. I mean that that if I was to describe the British spirit in one in one sense, our culture is just whatever happens, keep your head down and we'll just move on. Right. That's how we survived World War Two. That's how we survived the First World War. Yeah. That's how we got through everything, you know, so we just got to keep our heads down. Um, and but In America, it's like, it's very much be proud of yourself mm-hmm. wherever you come from. Be proud of what you've done and yeah. I think that is very powerful and I think it's something that, that when you guys grew up, you maybe don't realize it but you're definitely taught that because it's ingrained in the culture. Oh, I, I'd agree for
0: sure. I mean, uh, like you said... I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I I, really do. While. Yes, it can go the opposite way to where it just creates an ego for sure. I I think that it does foster ideas of you know trying to to put your stamp on the world, which I think is is probably a good a good yes. thing
1: to have. But I, and I'm also worried that the kind of is diminishing a little bit. The kind of yeah, the, the, well, the American dream thing, like the kind of innovation, innovative spirit, yeah. Creative spirit, I guess, right. or spark and children mm-hmm. maybe is going downhill. But. Would you say? Would you say that it's like,
0: in the, in the UK, it's a little bit more of a like uh, we're in this together type mentality, or is that is that too know. far
1: opposite from the from the US experience? It's not. I don't really kind of think of it as like a kind of kind of community idea. I, uh-huh. I think the community is a big thing in the UK. Um. But it's a big thing over here, so I I, I I don't think I could really answer that question. Yeah, that's I do fair. think I, the way I, I always think about it is like we aren't proud of our achievements as much mm. as you guys are. Gotcha. Like
0: so, you mentioned we mentioned World War Two, and mm. like <laughs> that old I, like farce. Our, yeah. I know, yeah. Like we have we have Vietnam, mm-hmm. and so I mean, obviously we were a part of World War Two, but I mean we weren't since like, forty-two. Yeah, we weren't like in it Mm -hmm. and you guys definitely have much more do you think that's still pretty prevalent yes the the effect of both
1: wars because we it was 1914 to 1918 and 1939 to 1945 right that's like from 17 to 18 and 42 to 45 right
0: like that that's deck like you know
1: Mm -hmm. it's a whole period yeah yeah. Uh, the first world war i think has more of a an effect on on british people still because of it was the first war and so many people i think that was the largest percentage of the population died uh-huh. in br- and, uh in and as opposed to um world war 2 where less a lower amount of the population but more people died you know right? i guess um but yeah it, it's still a cultural th- i i would consider i think people don't really think about it but we have like you guys have veterans day on mm-hmm. is it november the 11th we call it armistice day which is gotcha. which is specifically about the first world war but also it's about every veteran of war mm-hmm. since and that's like a two minute silence, everyone observes that, yeah, so I think it's still kind of ingrained like this whole idea of sacrifice for a greater thing for for freedom, mm. and it's like a really deep sense, yeah, um but yeah i I do think I think it's something that we don't think about enough, and because uh, we're kind of we're cozy in this in this current society that we have and we have everything and and we don't think about it enough. Yeah. especially over here like I, I I was dismayed over here the one thing i have I'm disappointed at is the fact that Americans don't know the dates or the years even of World War 1 and 2. Yeah yeah no that's or, or when they fought in any of the countries and, mm-hmm. and it's just it's disappointing.
0: I always I might as well add a sub like you know a freaking section of the podcast called Josh's Soapbox cuz I feel like I always <laughs> yeah. I always get oh, that join you on that one, I, I always <laughs> get on one but like yeah I I I really it's, impo- just, it's important. It's important to it's just important everyone. to know history, yes. you know. Yeah. And I think that it's it's kind of scary. I mean, looking at the impeachment and hearings that are going mm-hmm. on right now, I mean, it's the people are reacting the exact same way they did when Nixon was impeached. Yep. And people people don't don't realize it. Like it's the ex- like beat for beat. It's almost and and people. It's just like you don't learn from history when you have the perfect tools to learn. Mm. About how to you know,
1: yeah. guide your life if you just look in a history book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that whole Nixon impeachment—that was a funny one. Yes, yeah, they had whistling devices. Wigs. <laughs> there's a there's
0: this funny uh, great great movie Shane Black. No, what do we read. call it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, know. What I wish about. I, this is at moments like these where I wish we were uh, record, filmed the pods because <laughs> just, I wish you.
1: could... Honestly, I'm sure I did it so well that, that people listening right now just can see it in their head. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. They're, they're I'm sure. It. Yeah,
0: (laughs) there's a this Shane Black movie uh, called The Nice Guys. Mm -hmm. It's about a um, uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yes, I
1: have seen that. It's a brilliant. It's so great. It's one of my favorites. But
0: there's this one part where Russell Crowe is telling the story to Ryan Gosling, and he's like, "There's this guy, this kid, who gets in a car accident, and just literally moments before he dies, (laughs) the president's." uh, it's like it's not the movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like kinda like halfway like the what end of the it? first act or so. Oh okay. Um and he's like the president's caravan is passing by and Nixon uh stops and Walks out because he sees the crash and he runs over to the guy and he grabs the kid's hand and he says it's gonna be all right, son And then he says uh, He's like could you imagine Richard Nixon being like the last face that you see before you die? Would you would you ask uh, does everybody see Richard Nixon before you die (laughs) or is it or is it just like I actually saw Richard Nixon? (laughs) (laughs) And then he's uh, he's like Ryan is like so what's the point of the story? He's like well, there's two ways of looking at things. He's like, "Why did you just say there's two ways of looking at things?"
1: It's, <laughs> Imagine if Nixon was the last thing you saw. That, be, that, that would be. That be. I mean, there are worse people.
0: There were. There are. I mean, yes. I don't think it'd be great, but there are worse people. There are guess, worse people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Courtney but, Love or something. He's like, "Hey, you're not a crook." <laughs>
1: By the That's way the last thing I love you your work. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness.
0: oh shoot. Well my friend, um we only have a half hour till we have to be back at the theater building. So oh, I would say that um, we're gonna wrap this up. Let's let's wrap this up. Do you have any final parting words uh for all the listeners, my friend?
1: I'll I'll, I'll say something cool. Um my my uh this is gonna come a weird back, sorry. My my family name, Balfour uh-huh. has a has a a motto, uh, because all, all Scottish family clans and families have right. a, a crest and uh, a tartan and a motto. And our motto is forward. I hmm. uh, like that. So I'll leave that with you. Nice. Guys. So whatever happens, just, just keep going, going forward. I love it's that. Actually, maybe maybe Dory stole it. I'm finding him. Yeah, maybe. Keep swimming, but maybe forward. There you go. I
0: love that. Well, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I it's been it's really has been a very big pleasure mm-hmm. for you. Uh, uh, coming here i'm so thankful that you were scouring the uh, clubs and activities page me too and that man. you found universal players <laughs> yeah because it's been it's been great getting to know you and i think you've we've made lifelong friends Absolutely. uh and i hope that one day i get to come visit you oh, uh, yes. in, in your in your anytime. lands uh maybe we'll record another pod there that would be nice that'd be I'd nice bagpipes in the bag yeah. <laughs> please bang. Dude, i will i will say i love a good bagpipe
1: me too. Like people, people always fan. shit
0: on it, and I'm like, no, I, it, they're great. They're I'm such a cool instrument. They, they're emotional. You
1: know, it's it's the, no, There's nothing scarier than if you are on the one side of the battle, and the enemy is playing bagpipes, mm-hmm. and you hear the snare drums. Yep. It's Terrifying. Instills so that we, fear. We leave that with listeners. Just yeah, hear yeah. that. Hear that when you go to bed tonight. <laughs> right. 13-14 for you. Well,
0: thank you so much, man. Uh, Listeners, thank you as well. Um, uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, I hope you guys grab your favorite cold one and have a great day. So long.